Listening to the Locked On Broncos podcast, hosted by Cody Rourke, your daily Broncos podcast. Denver Broncos quarterback Drew Locke turned in a strong performance on day one of mandatory minicamp. We hear from Drew Locke on his day of practice, his comfortability heading into a second season in Pat Shermer's offensive system. Plus, we hear from Broncos quarterback Teddy Bridgewater and running back Melvin Gordon on an offensive focused edition of Locked On Broncos, your daily Denver Broncos podcast here on the Locked On NFL Network, your team every day from the South Stands to the end zone. I'm your host, as always, Cody Rourke, director of video content at Pro Football Network and Broncos analyst for the Locked On NFL Network. You can follow me on Twitter at Cody Rourke NFL. You can follow the show at Locked On Broncos. Make sure you subscribe on the YouTube channel for daily video podcasts, not to mention your favorite audio podcasting platforms, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or the odyssey app but ladies and gentlemen let's get into our conversation on today's episode of the show the broncos first day of mandatory minicamp was on tuesday today obviously there's going to be practice once again a little bit more of a walkthrough pace we'll hear from vic fangio on tomorrow's episode of the show as to what the broncos are doing entering their final practice on wednesday at the ucl training center in inglewood colorado a lot of hype surrounding Javante Williams. We broke it down on yesterday's episode, Lockdown Broncos. If you missed that, we had Eric Moody, Senior Fantasy Analyst at Pro Football Network. He can provide you some insight as to where you should draft Javante Williams in your upcoming fantasy drafts. That is on yesterday's episode of the show, so be sure to head over there and check that out from yesterday. But getting into our portion of today's episode of the show, Drew Locke met with the media yesterday following practice. And Drew had a really good day at practice, according to the various media reports. He threw three touchdowns, Noah Fant, Tyree Cleveland, Andrew Beck. He just looked sharp in the 11-on-11 period. Yes, there's not much contact coming away. There's no contact between the O-line and the D-line. That obviously skews it, but he's able to play fast. Now, when you look at 7-on-7, there's no pressure. There's no O-line. There's no D-line. So we we heard reports of Drew struggling in 7-on-7. But going on and having success when it's 11-on-11 is a big factor there. So can Drew make the jump? A lot of questions still to be answered throughout training camp, but here's Drew Locke and what he talked about in terms of his level of comfortability heading into Pat Shermer's offensive scheme for the second straight season. What is the relationship like between the two? Without a doubt. And, you know, we had talked multiple times, you know, going into the last couple of you know, years, even right after. And um, we kind of started figuring each other out. And he's been extremely cooperative with you know, what I say I like or what I say I don't like. He's 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 meshed and we've meshed really, really well this offseason and, you know, adding a couple new things that he think might fit, you know, the style of game that we play. I mean, it's just been a really fun offseason to finally be able to fine-tune things, get the things we like, um, maybe talk about some things we're kind of half and half on and maybe throw that in a couple of the practices, get a couple extra reps on those where we feel really confident going into the year. Um, yes, uh, to answer your question in a whole is yes, it, it feels very, very good to finally be in the same offense for a second time. And entering the 2021 NFL offseason was big for Drew Locke. He came into it knowing that he has to work on several things, improvement on decision-making, footwork, processes, being able to read defenses more. But for Drew Locke, hearing it from himself, what was something he felt like he needed to work on in order to take the next step this upcoming season? I would say... The biggest step that you know I tried to make, and it was, you know, kind of reiterated to me over this off season, was just working on protections, knowing where I'm hot and knowing how to fix it. And if they get us, we didn't see it. Just knowing where that hot's going to be and where that hot's coming from, and that's kind of been a big 
emphasis on me watching film this off season, coming out here every day, um, just being able to, to have us picked up, whether that's seven on seven. I know that sounds funny because it's seven on seven, but they still bring pressures in seven on seven to show us. Um, there's just a lot that goes into it. I'd say that was one of the big things I really tried to focus on in my footwork. Um, there's a lot of work that went in this offseason to try to fine-tune that footwork, and it's changed a little bit, but I feel really comfortable with it. I'm excited to see where it goes. One thing Drew mentioned in college, he was a right stance, or right foot forward stance. Now he's more even-killed. He's base. He doesn't have one foot leaning back. It's an equal stancer. So it's going to translate to maybe some different changes for him mechanically. You have to get a lot of reps in order to get that as muscle memory versus what you've known for so long. So he's been working on that. We've seen that so far in OTAs, but there's going to be ebbs and flows when it comes to confidence. Now, we know Drew Locke, when he gets going, he has a lot of confidence. How can he balance the blend of when he makes mistakes? How can he still have confidence even if he makes mistakes? Here's Drew Locke on that. Due to the the studying and, and the work um, in this offseason, I've been able to be a lot more confident out there. Um, you know, we're making changes here and there. There's just a lot that went into this whole offseason that I think – after the first couple of weeks, we're going to start seeing grow and grow and grow and grow, and including my own, my confidence. My confidence is high right now, but, you know, that's just because we're in practice, everything, and I, I'm just excited where this is going. Um, I see a lot of things that we're building on, so to say, where we get to focus on some minor details now instead of maybe last year focusing on some bigger picture things. Um, I think that will help us be – 10 times better in the long run. And while a lot of the focus this offseason will be directed at the ongoing quarterback competition between Drew Locke and Teddy Bridgewater, it's important to note that each player, whether it be Teddy, whether it be Drew, they're going through their own growth periods right now. So we'll see if it pays off for Drew Locke. But in terms of when minicamp is over after Wednesday, the Broncos will have a couple weeks off before reporting for training camp. What is Drew Locke going to do in some of the off times that the Broncos are going to have right before training camp? Is he going to change anything up or is he going to keep the same routine? I'll throw quite a bit, Jeff. Um, I'll, you know, maybe take a little bit of time, um, relax a couple of days and then uh, get right back to it. But my, my plan stays the same, uh, the same kind of momentum and routine and schedule that I had during this offseason. It's, it's going to be the same. Um, I've just decided that, you know, I'm going to put the head down and keep grinding until this season's completely over. Um, this is my job. This is my life. And, you know, I want it to be for a very long time and I want this city and this team to be successful and, that won't come without work. You love the fact that he can put it into words, and obviously he's been working really hard this offseason. I think the biggest thing that is so frustrating about the Broncos quarterback situation is the divide amongst the fan base, whether it be for Drew Locke, a quarterback on the outside that's not in Denver, or even with Teddy Bridgewater. You have to appreciate the fact he's putting in the work. Now, obviously, those actions have to translate into on-field success, but he wants to bring success to the city of Denver. Can he do that? I think he's certainly capable of doing it. It goes back down to process, decision-making, and not worrying about necessarily the mistakes. You're going to make mistakes. Every quarterback is going to do that. I hope we don't get to the point where it's magnified like the Miami Dolphins are doing. Two is five interceptions at practice. But for Drew Locke, for Teddy Bridger, whoever the quarterback may be, I hope Broncos fans can get to a point where they support whoever it may be because if the Broncos make a choice, it's going to be based on what they believe is best for the Broncos as an organization. Coming up here in just a moment, Broncos country, we're actually going to hear from his counterpart, Teddy Bridgewater, who he's competing with this summer in Broncos training camp in the preseason. We're going to hear from him and his thoughts as to the progress, the ups and downs of being in a quarterback competition. But before we do that, folks, I have to tell you about the sponsor of today's episode of the show, 
That's our good friends over there, Credit Karma Money. And who doesn't want instant gratification? If you're looking for satisfaction, there's no need to wait. With Credit Karma Money, you can win cash reimbursements for debit purchases. And when you use your Credit Karma Money debit card, you can win daily instant karma purchase reimbursements on items up to $5,000. Just pay with your debit card, and if you win, you'll be notified on the spot, and your instant karma cash will be added back to your spend account. Credit Karma Money has already given away over $3 million in instant karma to over 50,000 Credit Karma members and counting. All you got to do is open your FDIC-insured spend account for free. There's no minimum balance requirements, no overdraft fees, and free withdrawals from a network of over 50,000 ATMs. And when you make a purchase online between June 8th and June 30th, you'll be automatically entered to win $1 million. Yes, $1 million. Credit Karma Money progress starts here right now visit creditkarma.com slash win money to open your free account and start winning instant karma once again that's creditkarma.com slash win money to sign up for free and start winning instant karma today that's creditkarma.com slash win money instant karma is sponsored by credit karma no purchase necessary exclusions and terms apply see rules banking services provided by mvb bank incorporated member fdic maximum balance and transfer limits apply in the ongoing quarterback competition in Dove Valley, Teddy Bridgewater, oftentimes I feel like has been spoken about enough. His demeanor, obviously his journey through the NFL has been something that's been widely noted. I recall a game back in 2015 when the Vikings, alongside Teddy Bridgewater and Adrian Peterson, came to town to take on the no-fly zone. And there were so many plays that Teddy made in that game where the Broncos, they collapsed pressure all around him. They're bringing him down, and he's still throwing and completing it to Stephon Diggs. I mean, he was a legit weapon back in 2015. We know the severe injury that he sustained at practice. It put his NFL career in jeopardy. He came back. He became a little bit of that backup journeyman in the NFL. I think for Teddy Bridgewater, one thing that kind of stood out to me is when he took over for Drew Brees in the New Orleans Saints a couple seasons ago, led them to a 5-0 record. He didn't have to do anything flashy or spectacular. They had a team around him, right? They had a team that could run the football, and they also had a team that had really good defense. So, Similar situation, in my opinion. Can the Broncos run the football effectively, regardless if it's Teddy Bridgewater, regardless if it's Drew Locke under center? If they have that and they have a strong defense, the Broncos would be a good team in 2021. I think everybody's so hyper-focused on quarterback this, quarterback that. Yes, the most important position in football, but it's not going to be the most defining position in football as well when you have a really good team around you. And I think the Broncos are building a good team around these quarterbacks. Now, for Teddy Bridgewater, one of the things that he talked about in his media session on Tuesday, shortly after the Broncos concluded day one of practice at the UCL Training Center, he talked about just the ups and downs that maybe quarterbacks go through, especially when you're at the center of an ongoing quarterback competition. Here's Teddy Bridgewater. Just keep shooting. Um, you don't get carried away in what's going on. You just keep playing ball. Um, when I'm out there, I understand my job is just to find completions, get the ball to my guys and not my opponents, uh, keep our offense on the field. So, you know, everything else will take care of itself. It's one play at a time when you're out there. If you look too far ahead, you know, that's when you fall. So just keep shooting. That's the mindset. There's a saying in basketball, if you're 0 for 11 from three-point range, what are you going to do? You're going to keep shooting it right until you make your first one. Same thing with quarterback competition. You know, in practice, I think everybody's so focused on the mistakes that a player makes, they often ignore when they do have a good day. Like Drew Locke on day one had a better day than Teddy Bridgewater. For Teddy coming into day two on Wednesday, more of a walkthrough, not as much of a hyper-focus on quickness, explosiveness. It's more of a walkthrough installation period where players and teams can run through things at a slower pace. For Teddy, it's about just figuring out, okay, hey, what can I do better today? 
And I think for anybody in life, right, you know, we're all going to sit here and be criticized. If you're at your job or if you're living your day-to-day life, I'm sure there's people that criticize and look at every little thing that you do, right? Same thing for me. There's a lot of people that nitpick what I do. They don't like me. That's okay. I'm not in the business of being liked, right? But I'm in the business of bringing you football coverage. I'm never going to change what I'm going to do to appease people. I'm just going to give it to you straight from my perspective. Often at times, look, I'm not always right. Okay, there's times I'm right, there's times that I'm wrong. It's indifferent. Same thing can be said when you translate any kind of football player evaluation. So for Teddy Bridgewater, his mantra is to keep shooting, and, and rightfully so. He's going to do that. He's going to push Drew Locke, and Drew Locke is going to push him. The Broncos, I think, ultimately will be better for it, regardless of what people may think about each quarterback's past production, whatever it may be. Every year is a new year, and you really have to factor that in. But One person that Teddy Bridgewater is really excited about is Broncos wide receiver Jerry Judy, who in OTAs he's developed a little bit of a chemistry with so far, and it's ongoing. Vic Fangio's even noted that it takes time for chemistry to develop, but Jerry Judy and uh, Teddy Bridgewater, they got a pretty good connection with one another already. He's a true pro. Uh, You watch him, he works extremely hard. Uh, He's always in the right place at the right time. Uh, The way he runs routes, he makes all of his routes look the same. And he makes it tough for a defender. So uh, having a guy like him on our team, man, he's a huge asset. Uh, he's also a great dancer. I'm pretty sure you guys know that. <laughs> but, um, yeah, he's, he's a guy, man, who hasn't disappointed Jerry's been widely discussed this offseason. It's really becoming a true pro. We've talked about Jerry Judy going through his maturation period from his rookie season to his second year. He said he's learned a lot, and he's still ongoing. But even Vic Fangio has noted that Jerry Judy looks much more matured this year, and he's more of a professional, which is great because Jerry Judy's route running ability is freaking insane. It's impeccable. As a former defensive back, I just can't imagine lining up saying, hey, how am I going to cover this guy? Because his releases off the line of scrimmage are ridiculous, and he's also a tough, versatile cover. I wouldn't be able to cover Jerry Judy. Not even on my best day. If I had two fully healthy ACLs in my knees, there was nothing I could do to ever stop Jerry Judy. And I don't think anybody in the NFL could really lock him up. He's going to get open. He's very good at it. And obviously, Teddy Bridgewater and any quarterback will appreciate a guy that can do that. Now, one of the things that Teddy Bridgewater did touch on that I felt like was important too, the common criticism we see about Teddy Bridgewater is that he's not really a guy that will take shots downfield. He can't do it. He can't push the ball past 20 yards, but Teddy said that he feels like it's an area of his game that people often overlook. It might be overlooked, but at the same time, I'm a guy, man, who just takes what the defense gives me. Um, and when you play this game, you know, you're going to have your shots, you want to push the ball, and then you're going to have some plays where, you know, it's conservative. But uh, this offseason, man, I've just been trying to complete the football, <laughs> whether it's pushing the ball down the field, uh, across the middle of the field, throwing a shallow cross, throwing it to the back out of the backfield. I'm just trying to complete the football because if I'm completing the ball to our guys, you know, we have a high chance to make a big play. Um, I'm having fun in the process, and I'm just looking forward to you know, finishing this mini camp strong and heading to the training camp. Training camp will be so important for the evaluation of the quarterbacks. As I mentioned in OTAs, Broncos coaches, they're keeping track of film. They're making the cut-ups. They're putting it all in the data processes that they do to keep track of everything, to be able to make a clear evaluation as to, hey, this guy, you know, he's got the advantage right now. We're not going to know any of that information, but going into preseason is going to be key for the Broncos and the ongoing quarterback competition. But for Teddy Bridgewater, he wanted to spend some time, too, talking about just the culture of that Broncos wide receiver room. He believes it's a very tight-knit unit, and they seem bought in to whatever culture Zach Azani is creating in that position room. Dancers, for one, <laughs> with Jerry leading the way. But, no, um, no, every group, man, is unique. And, and they all, you know, they all have unique relationships with each other. 
and they all have unique relationships with their quarterbacks and the rest of the team. And this group, man, it's a bunch of young guys who, you know, have made some plays in this league, who had some success in this league, and then there's some guys who are eager to make a name for themselves in this league. But the one thing that I notice about those guys is every day they come to work and they're hungry. And when you have that type of mindset, man, special things are in store for you. You know, guys come here, you know, if you look at the OTAs, you know, it wasn't mandatory and guys were here for participation. And you watch guys just compete with each other and, and push each other. You know, I'm pretty sure once Sundays in the fall come around, you know, those guys are making a lot of plays for us. And, you know, it started this offseason. And that's a hope for Broncos fans. They hope to see many touchdowns by Broncos wide receivers this upcoming season. The return of Cortland Sutton will be huge. Tim Patrick, Jerry Judy, KJ Hamler, Albert Okwebunam, Noah Fan. The list goes on and on. Tyree Cleveland. The Broncos have so many guys to throw the ball to. Who's going to be throwing them ball? That's always going to be a big question we have. Until that's answered, we're going to continue to monitor the ongoing quarterback competition at training camp. But we're going to talk about the Broncos as a whole team, not just one position. But ladies and gentlemen, coming up here in just a moment, we're going to hear from Broncos running back Melvin Gordon, who on Tuesday made his return to the practice field. He shares his thoughts with us, also the running back room, and also on Javante Williams. But before we do that, folks, I have to tell you about the two sponsors of today's episode of the show. That's our good friends over there, rockauto.com and Built Bar. Now with rockauto.com, if you ever need anything for your vehicle, whether you're looking to renovate something in the garage or if something goes wrong and you need a part and you need something that's a reliable price, rockauto.com should be your go-to because it is my go-to for anything that I need for my vehicle. And rockauto.com, they've been serving auto parts customers online for over 20 years. 20 years of great service, rockauto.com. And they have everything that you could be looking for for your vehicle, whether it's an engine control module, brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, or even brand new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or your daily driver, you get everything you need delivered directly to your doorstep in just a few easy clicks. Their catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. You can quickly see all the parts available for your car based on year, make, model. You get to choose the brands, specifications, and even the prices you prefer because prices at rockauto.com, they are always reliably low and they are the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts elsewhere when you can go to rockauto.com right now? And when you do, you can shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers and tell them that Lockdown Bronco sent you in their How Did You Hear About Us box. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts that your car will ever need, rockauto.com. And our good friends over there at Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar on the market. The bars, they're covered in 100% chocolate and they're soft and they're easy to chew and they taste just like a candy bar. They have nine amazing flavors, including limited time flavors on a month-to-month basis. My go-to every day is peanut butter brownie, and I've had listeners of Lockdown Broncos tell me that they love Built Bar so much. And if you have been on the fence about it, I want you to try it today. Why? Not only is it great tasting, it is also healthy for you. 17 grams of protein, 130 calories, and only 4 grams of sugar, not to mention you get dessert at your convenience on the go that's healthy for you. You can indulge in a delicious treat while also still staying healthy. And you can get your hands on a box of Built Bar today by going to BuiltBar.com. And when you go to checkout, use promo code LOCK15. You're going to get 15% off your next order. Once again, promo code LOCK15 is going to get you 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. Com. And as we jump into the fourth quarter of today's episode of Lockdown Broncos, Broncos country, I just want to keep you updated on some things that are coming down the pike here. Now, starting next week, for the next two or three weeks afterwards, so we're going to have three episodes per week for the next three weeks. Starting next week, we have you covered with some crossover content with your boy Q, Lockdown Raiders, Ryan Tracy of Lockdown Chiefs, David Dragomeyer of Lockdown Chargers. We're going to have some great offseason discussions, and you can expect that throughout the next couple of weeks here on the Lockdown Broncos podcast. Just figured I'd let you know 
to what's coming up. So if you go on a Thursday or Friday and you see that there's no episode, there's a reason for it. I just wanted to communicate that right here, right now. But as we jump into all the action towards the end of today's episode of the show, we're going to hear from Broncos running back Melvin Gordon, who made his return for the first time this offseason to the team facility for the start of mandatory minicamp. He looks lean. He looks crisp. He's been training all offseason long, and Vic Fangio says he looks nice, but he wants to be able to see if he can stack on that, whether it was just a one-day flash performance, flash being one of Melvin Gordon's nicknames. Uh, obviously for him, he's in a really great headspace, but he even talked about how great it was to be back at the team facility and be around all of his teammates. Man, feel good being out there, just playing football, moving around. Uh, no matter what you do in training, you know, you, that you just can't simulate that. Uh, being on the field, making those cuts, and just being around the guys um, in general. So kind of missed them, haven't seen them in a while. Uh, so it was good getting back out there. One of the things he talked about as well, mandatory minicamp, I mentioned earlier, there's no contact between the offensive line, the defensive line. They're more just step downs and showing where you would be. So for Melvin Gordon, he said it's really hard for him to get a real read as to how to bounce as a running back. How I mean, how to get a real game simulated feel because everything is there's no contact. So he's going to run through the holes. They're going to be wide open. But in training camp, when there is contact, it's going to allow him to have a more better evaluation as to being able to read the, the chemistry of the offensive line, which is super important, right? Because if you're trying to create a hole, it's about being able to see it. We saw times last year where a hole didn't open up for Melvin Gordon. He bounced into the back of one of his offensive linemen. He was patient, and then something opened up, and he was able to take it. That's one thing I'd say about Melvin that I appreciate into watching his game. He is patient as a rusher, and you have to have that. So for the Broncos there, that's going to be a big addition. Melvin Gordon, obviously one year left on his deal, a lot riding on this upcoming season. But one thing he talked about, too, was the Broncos running back room, the additions of Javante Williams and Mike Boone. He talked about what that room could look like for the Denver Broncos here in 2021. Some good players, man. You know, we competed. Um, you know, it's early. We still got a lot of work to do. Uh, I think both of them got really good feet, good hands. Uh, you know, I think they're going to be, you know, we could all be special. Um, you know, we definitely going to come out here and compete. Can't wait to train in camp. Um, when, you know, guys flying around, you know, you know, OTAs is kind of, you know, it's tough right now, you know, with the linemen and everything. It's just some looks don't be as realistic. Um, but, you know, as far as those guys, man, they got good feet. You can tell Boom been in the league for a while. Uh, and you can tell that uh, Devontae got potential. So, um, you know, we're going to grow as a group. And, you know, we're looking to be the best uh, running back group you know, in the league. And as Melvin Gordon gets more comfortable in Denver, obviously this being his second year, I feel like there's a little bit of a shift in, in his identity and maybe just the way he views things from my perspective, covering him last season, it seemed like he was really trying to fill out like, Hey, how do I fit into the culture here in Denver? Obviously there was a running back competition between he and Philip Lindsay. There's no real competition between he and Lindsay Moore, but there is going to be competition widespread in that running back room throughout training camp between Mike Boone, between Javante Williams, Melvin Gordon, Royce Freeman, Levante Bellamy. Everybody's going to get a look. Everybody's going to get an opportunity. Nothing is really set in stone. So you're going to have to keep an eye on that. But for Melvin Gordon, he's heard the media talk. He's heard us talk about the fact Javante Williams, the hype train is running. We talked about that on yesterday's episode of the show. He even talked about, dude, there's a media narrative. It's Melvin versus Javante. Gordon doesn't view it that way, though. Here's his thoughts on that. I'm very confident, man, you know, but, you know, we just going to go out there. I'm just go out there. I'm just do my job. I'm going to compete, man. Wherever the cars fall, they fall. Um, you know, I can't really worry about that too much. I know that's kind of the talk, you know, and, you know, the the media is making it Javante versus Melvin, who's going to start this and that. It's not really about that, you know what I'm saying? It's about us winning football games, man, about us competing. So I'm going to go out here and do what I need to do as a back. I'm going to go out here. I'm going to give my everything to this team because that's what, you know, this team deserves. You feel me? I'm trying to put Broncos on the map, 
and keep us on the map. You know, like I said, I don't feel like we are getting the respect that we deserve. And, you know, comes with we have have been losing and had a losing season last year and it comes with it. So right now, you know, it's just about competing and going out there. I'm going to go do my job. So I'm not really worried about that. But, you know, you definitely need two backs. So, you know, it's at some point in time, we're going to need him. We're going to need Royce. We're going to need Boom. You know, it's, it's a tough game. And we got an extra game this year. So we got to do what we got to do. It's nice to have depth at that position. You know, Melvin talked about he's confident. He can be the lead back for the Broncos. He did mention something interesting there, though. He feels like the Broncos aren't being talked about enough, that they're being slept on. I think that there's actually a preference. I, I think for Broncos players – Yes, you'd like that recognition. As a team, you'd love that recognition. You'd love the national media to talk about you even more. But there's also a bit, too. I go back to the 2015 season. The Broncos, they weren't talked about at all by anybody. They were underdogs in almost every game. I mean, especially going up in the Super Bowl against the Panthers. Everybody said they were going to get blown out uh, at a bigger margin than the Seahawks did in Super Bowl 48. The Broncos, they used that as bulletin board material. Not being talked about enough. Not getting enough respect. Using that as fuel to be able to provide a little bit of fire on that. And I think that for the Broncos, they want to earn that respect this year. They're putting in the work. They're competing. We're hearing about competition between the quarterbacks, the wide receivers, and also the running backs. The Broncos offense has to take the next step here in 2021 in order to be successful, in order to give the team a chance to compete inside the AFC West, not to mention compete for a wild card spot or potentially the division lead in general. What are your thoughts, Broncos country? Let me know in the YouTube comments down below or tweet me on Twitter at Cody Rourke NFL, tag at Lockdown Broncos. We're also on social media. If you want to reach me one-on-one, you can do that via email, Cody at CodyRourkeNFL.com. I love interacting with everybody in Broncos country. Whether you agree with me or disagree with me, let me know in the comments below. Let's have a great discussion about it. But Broncos country, that will conclude today's episode, Locked on Broncos. We're going to be back for a brand new episode tomorrow. We're going to hear from some Broncos defensive players. We're going to hear from Vic Fangio following day two of mandatory minicamp on Wednesday at the UCL Training Center. We're going to recap that. We're going to give our thoughts on some Broncos storylines as well. The Broncos have one more practice on Thursday before taking a few weeks off before the lead up to NFL training camp. With that said, I'm Cody Rourke, host of Lockdown Broncos. Make sure you hit that subscribe button here on the YouTube channel. We'll see you tomorrow for a brand new episode of the show.